0: Well, Razorback fans, the question has to be asked. Can this season be saved? Can the Razorbacks turn it around? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On
1: Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. And I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch you every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. As uh hope we are turning the page and getting on to the uh, rest of the Razorback football season. And wanted to just uh, go ahead and put it out there that uh, today is my birthday, so I think everybody should be nice to me today. <laughs> uh, I'm just messing, but yeah, I'm 35. Can you believe that? Jeez, halfway to 70 as my sign says, but either way, um, nobody cares about that. Let's get an actual stuff that matters. Um, but I I started thinking about yesterday in the podcast, which I got a, a lot of people who reached out and had a lot of things to say about my podcast yesterday when discussing the Razorback football season and just the frustrations that come from it and the annoyances that come from it, like all of it encompassing and just, uh, you know, the problems that have come forth. Uh, I felt like a lot of you, a lot of you agreed with some of the points that I was making. And a lot of you felt like I wasn't harsh enough. And a lot of you felt like I was too harsh. You know, again, that's what we do. It's what we have our opinions on things. And we just kind of take it from there and see whatever, you know, ends up sticking. But overall, I felt like yesterday was obviously very doom and gloom. And a lot of uh fire and brimstone, as it as we like to call it, of Arkansas's program. And so I had some of you reach out to me and just simply ask, hey, I agreed or I disagreed or whatever. But the question is, is do you still think that this team can win some games this year? Do you still think they can win some SEC matchups? Do you still think that they can have a season that's uh, successful, at least relatively speaking at this point in time, do you think that it can be saved? Do you think the season can be saved? And you know, when I was asked that question, my first thought was yes. Like that was my instinct. I, I didn't think about anything else other than just, yeah. Yeah, it can be saved. And then I was like, why? <laughs> you know, why do I think that? Why was my first instinct, my gut feeling, to instantly say, yes, this season can be safe for Arkansas when there's really not a whole lot to point out, especially from this past game against Texas A&M, as to why they can have any success this weekend against Ole Miss or next weekend against Alabama or even the rest of the way against teams that they may be better than but may not be better than to get to the point. Because right now, as I mentioned, uh, 6-6 and bowl eligibility is what you have to get to. I'm not saying that's a successful season, but I feel like bowl eligibility is your goal. You got to get to that point. You got to get there no matter how you do it. So you're talking about at this point, after sitting here at two and three, you're talking about having to win four more games of your last seven. You got to go over 500 in your final seven games. And the schedule does not exactly favor you. Now, These next two games are your toughest ones by far, I believe, of the season. Both of them are on the road. And then after that, it gets pretty much nothing but home games and then a road game against Florida. Which Florida doesn't look like a great team. But I look at the schedule and I still believe, I'm like, okay. I don't think that they're going to necessarily win this game for sure against Ole Miss or even Alabama. I'm not going to pick them. I'm not going to pick them to win either of them. But. I am going to look at Mississippi State and say, you know what that's a team that Arkansas can beat It's a team that they can be better than I'm going to look at the same thing with Auburn. Auburn does not have a great offense whatsoever. I think defensively that they can you know do some things because people brought up uh, about you know their game against Georgia, which they played really well, but it's also a rivalry game. Um, but the point is is like I think that there's still some games on the schedule that Arkansas can win. And maybe I didn't make that clear yesterday cuz I was pretty fired up. But I still think that they're just by the law of averages. Arsenal's not going to go 2 and 10, you know, the rest of the way. Like they're going to win some games and I think some of them are even going to come in the form of an SEC game. But you got to find a way to get to that four wins from here. And if you get to that, I think the season has been saved. It's not a success, It's not something where you can just now feel great about the future moving forward with Sam Pittman. I'm not saying that. But it's saved. It's salvaged. It's kept from absolute and completely and utter destruction. You're able to put it together and say, all right, we we at least made something out of nothing. That's how you can save this season. Anything above that is, of course, just like, I think I had Arkansas at like nine and three, eight and four, nine and three in that range. And, you know, anything, they're not going to get to nine wins. They're not going to win out. So let's just, you know, go with that one. Uh, but I do believe that they're going to, I, I, I do believe that going eight wins, it would take a miracle beyond miracles. And if they did that, then the season is 100% a success. It's like, you still can be frustrated by the things that happened before, but if they were able to win six of their last seven, and again, just say it's against everybody but Bama, absolutely the season's a huge success. If you get to seven wins, I think most people are satisfied. You're able to, hey, you had some good things going. Uh, it didn't go well in the beginning, but you were able to put it together at the right time, and you had it had a good spot. And then again, six wins is just the, the saving grace. It's the saving of the season. But with the schedule, with you know the experience of this team, uh, with K.J. Jefferson, with Rocket Sanders, with some of these guys, I think it is possible that the season can be saved. But here's the deal. If it's going to be saved, and we'll talk about some of the things that are going to be changing, uh, especially with the offensive line and even with uh, some of the defensive questions that's been thrown around. But if the season is going to be saved, you have to be able to have some sort of competent decision-making to where I am not, after each and every game, Having a lot more questions than I am answers now that's a cliche thing to say, right? well, here's what I mean by that specifically. I don't like ending games and having losses where I'm asking the question of or let me put it this way i'm not I'm not gonna have where I can have the answers of saying, "Hey, this offensive line's bad that's my answer or hey this uh this thing's happening to where the the team's just not they are at the same level. Or sometimes it was just random plays happen. Like, those are answers. The questions that we keep having is, why are you doing this on fourth and one, fourth and short? Why are you just not trying to sneak in? We keep asking that same question every single time. Why can this offensive line not protect KJ Jefferson in any capacity? Like, I know that there is some talent there. But at the, like the way that the offensive line's looked, it's been like some of the worst I've ever seen. Why is it that bad? You know why, why is it that you have K.J. Jefferson, you have Rocket Sanders, you have all these players, and you have Cody Kennedy and Sam Pittman, which, again, I know people are not really high on them right now. But I just have a hard time believing that you go from being an, a really good offensive line, leading the FBS in rushing, or the Power Five in rushing, I believe it was, and then last year, you know, you weren't great at the offensive line, but when you were healthy, you were still pretty good. You were good enough to get the job done. Like, did everybody just forget how to coach? Did everybody just forget how to evaluate talent? I don't think so. So there's got to be – those are the questions. Like, why is this happening? And who knows? Maybe some of you in the comment section have answers to that. I, I wish I had a firm grip on the answer to some of those questions, but that's what it's got to get to if you want to be able to save the season. Answer – The questions, not with press conferences, not with, you know, asking being asked from the media or whatever, answer the questions by showing it on the field. Answer the question of why, well, you know what, why are you going forward on fourth down? Why are you running this formation? Why are you doing that? Well, shut people up and stop asking that by converting on those fourth downs. Because I promise you, if KJ Jefferson goes under center on fourth and short and he gets it, no one's going to ask any of those questions about why is this happening? You know, it's the same thing on the offensive line. Answer the questions on the field. That way, we don't have to ask them anymore. If you ask, if you answer those questions, the season can be saved, can be salvaged, and you can at least make it respectable. But nobody can do it but you. Like the last thing I want to do is come on this podcast for the next like seven, eight weeks on a Monday, just being like, "Well, solid again. Another stupid loss. Another stupid game. Another stupid season." I don't want to do that. You don't want to hear me do that. But the time's now for this team to find some sort of way to make this work. So I'm going to see what they can do against Ole Miss. That game's always weird, man. Like, you talk about the weirdest game ever. We'll talk more about Ole Miss later in the week, but jeez. Like, if Arkansas won the game, I wouldn't be surprised just because of how dumb that game is. But Arkansas players got to show something. The coaches have to show something. They have to show something. To give Arkansas fans a little bit of hope that this season can be salvaged. Because to to me, I believe it can. Folks, when you're buying tickets, right? You always want to make sure you get the best deal, the quickest deal, the most convenient deal. No matter if it's for sports or for concerts or for comedy shows, uh, legit theater, whatever it is. You want to make sure that you always have the right app to help you out with that. Because there's a lot of ticket apps out there. Well, look no further. Game time app is where it's at. I can't tell you how many friends I had who were down in Arlington this past weekend trying to find the best deals on tickets because they always know, okay, well, it's expensive to go and whatnot, and they were checking out some ticket prices. They're like, oh, man, this is so expensive. I was like, well, how about this, guys? Just wait until the very last minute or close to the last minute and go with game time because they always have the best last-minute deals, the flash deals. They're just popping up like crazy, and they are always the best. And on top of that, When you download the GameTime app and you create your account, you can use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE and you'll get $20 off your first purchase. So not only are you getting the best flash deals for every event that you could possibly fathom, you're also getting $20 off your first purchase just by entering that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So no matter what, if it's for the game this weekend over there in Oxford, or if you're a Razorback fan looking for tickets, or for the Bama game, road games, neutral site games, home games, doesn't matter... It's all about the GameTime app. Terms apply with the GameTime app. Again, create an account, redeem code, on COLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-A-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Don't worry, I went to college long enough, I know how to spell it. Uh, download GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed.
1: You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, bring up this deal from Sam Pittman where he met with the media on Monday and talked about some of the things that they're going to try to do or try to change, try to make better, because let's be honest, there's plenty there. And one of the things was it, w- which was interesting to me was about the offensive line, because we know that that's been the biggest struggle. It doesn't matter... What offense you're trying to run, it doesn't matter who you have back there playing quarterback. If you can't have an offensive line, you're going to get whipped. You're going to get beat. So how do you fix this? How do you fix the problem? Well, Sam Pittman spoke with the media and talked about some of the things that he's looking to trying to change up a little bit and the possibility of how it can fix some of the issues that they're dealing with.
1: That's a different question than I did on Saturday, but um, going back and looking at it, it looks like you guys really had some trouble blocking offensive line, tight end, running back. How do you, How do you get around that? Well, I think I think um, we're going to uh, look at some different scenarios up front, and see if we can't. Um, you know, sometimes you know there's a difference in panic and a difference in uh, really, really reviewing what we're trying to do and who's trying to do it. Um, so. Uh, we may shake up the offensive line a little bit. And uh, you, know, you have to practice it, so you have to see if what you think might work works in practice. Um, I think that would be one, one way. Uh, we got to make some guys miss at running back. Um, uh, our quarterback has to play uh, consistent, uh, and we've got to be able to get open. If you look at it, I think offensively, I think a lot of it's been – Maybe tagged uh, on the offensive line, and there's certainly problems there. But um, there's a lot of areas that we can get better at, and uh, uh, you know we're going to open completely up our tight end situation and see see who who can play in there, because obviously we've been a little bit of musical chairs there as well, with uh, with the exception of Luke. Um, but you know, we've got to do a better job coaching. Um, we have to do a better job with the details. You know, we found a positive in the penalties. You know, we cut that down, which I think hurt us. And and with some results of winning and losing. Um, so that was one positive. Um, but you know, we all have to play better, and we have to. Um, get some explosive plays, you know, obviously, though, well, unfortunately we could have tied the game up, you know, there, uh, we just, those plays we need. And, uh, um, I think our team, uh, I'll, I'll have a better feel of them this afternoon, but I've talked to a lot of the kids today and, and, uh, you know, Trey, we went, we lost three in a row two years ago, and bounced back pretty good. And, and, uh, I think we will again, uh, but I don't know that we can continue to do the same things and say, well, we're just going to get better at them. I think, I think we've got to shuffle up, uh, shuffle some things up to uh, maybe ignite a spark into us a little bit. Cause I do think we've got good players uh, and we just got to play better and coach better. Just on those points, I mean, we, Dominic Johnson's worked a little tight in. I don't know if that's maybe something you mean, but. We know CUTIS has played through center. Yeah. Limmer can play guard. Latham
0: can play tackle. Are those some of the things that you're talking about? Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think you hit most of them.
0: So Sam Pittman talking about some of the offensive line shakeups. And you know, I was uh I was thinking about like just the response of this. And it's a pen it always depends on how you look at it. Because some of you may hear that or hear Sam Pittman talk about the changes that they're making. And you'll take it as well, it should have been fixed before or it should have been done before this and it should have been uh, better than what it is now. It should have recruited what, whatever, which, again, is totally justifiable. But then there's another way you can look at it too where, as Sam Pippen said, there's like you can't continue to do the same things and expect different results and expect to get better at it if you continue to struggle. And so that's why they're switching things up to try to get to some sort of like almost like an agreement in a way. Of making this to where it's not as bad, it's not as as problematic, it's not as dumb, it's not as it's not getting to the point to where it's a joke where you can't even run an offense effectively. And so it's like I, I applaud Sam Pittman at least for you know changing and admitting the change and and moving things around. I think even Trey Biddy tweeted out the fact he was like um, thinking that you're going to have maybe Kuta set center, which would be. And I know he's played a little bit there, but um, you know we'll see how that goes because it is a very important position to play, and you got to get the snaps there and m- moving other guys around. But whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes to get something better than what you're seeing now, I-, I think is a smart move. And I guess that by moving Dominic Johnson possibly to tight end, that tells me a few things, but I think one of the biggest things it tells me is just like, dude, I guess the tight ends can't block. Like they just can't block. And, you know, some of them, a lot of them have been all about catching, like Luke has. Losing him was huge. And, you know, he's a great receiving tight end. Varquez Gums has been nowhere to be found. Uh, Francis Sherman, the transfer out of Louisville, is just nowhere to be found. They play, but they're not getting on the field. And when you have issues blocking all around tight ends and offensive linemen, it's like you got to find answers somewhere and you got to change some things up. So, again, I applaud Sam Pittman for changing it up. It shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't have to be this way. So I agree with all of you. But, you know, I I just don't know if changing it like this is just suddenly going to make it better. But I at least like it. And who knows? Maybe, maybe moving the positions around can can be beneficial. And for those of you who may like bring it up too, let's let's also look at this and be very clear about something else. I'm going to use this as an example. You guys remember Yelda Froholt? He was drafted or he was coming in as Arkansas as a four star defensive lineman and just couldn't really see the field. And remember, they moved him to offensive line, and it was kind of weird, and, and he kind of struggled for it a little bit, but then he just got it, and not only did he end up playing offensive line, he ended up playing center. He was really good at it. He got drafted into the NFL, and he still plays in the NFL to this day, so it's not uncommon to just switch a guy's position or switch people around, and then suddenly they find a fit. Just, I don't know if you could do it for like three guys at once, so... At least they're trying something, trying to do something different. I'll give them credit for that. Uh, we'll talk about the defense here in just a second because I know that's another question I got thrown around. But folks, I uh, also want to let everybody know that this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, which I wear my Bird Dogs every single day. I don't, I do not, do not exaggerate that. Like I love them. I, I have three different pairs, and every single time that I wear them, it, it just feels like I'm, I'm a different person, and it's in the best of ways. And for those of you who may not have had a chance to try out bird dogs, you need to check them out today because when it comes to any occasion, whether it's going out, whether it's golfing, whether it's going to work, whether it's just sitting around the house and chilling, no matter what the occasion is, bird dogs are the best. They're comfortable, they're resilient, they're tough, they look good, they feel good, and they make you look and feel good, which is the most important thing. And also, they were—they uh, sent me one of these uh, these bird dog hats right here. And this is one. Of, this is my new favorite hat. I normally don't try to wear hats on the podcast, just because it's unprofessional. But I'm telling you, man, like this is a this is a hat that I wore down in Arlington and loved it. And they have just one of many different items to choose from, whether it's shorts, pants, or even hats. But a great deal is that if you go over to birddogs.com/slash locked on college, you will get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order, or you can just enter in promo code locked on college. For that free water bottle. So you can do it either way. You can go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter in promo code locked on college for checkout for a free water bottle with your order. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It's going to change your life completely. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. I can promise you that. This episode is also brought to you by Markel Insurance, folks. From Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between, Markell has been helping Arkansas small businesses community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach because to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on-the-job injuries can be expected. But you work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure that you and your employees always have the right insurance coverage. So whether you're new to the business or celebrating 25 years, or if you have one employee or 1,000 employees, Markel aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at MarkelInsurance.com slash on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L Insurance.com slash LockedOn. Markel, insuring America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group, Incorporated.
1: You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I'm going to kind of do this a dual thing because I had a question from a a person on Twitter that uh, wanted me to answer this on the podcast today. I'm going to pull this up, but... Uh, First off, let's talk about the defense because somebody was asking me when I was complimenting the defense or complimenting, complimenting the defense yesterday uh, against Texas A&M. They were like, "How the defense doesn't look any better? Look how many points they gave up." Folks, here's the thing: this defense and at Arkansas, you're not going to have a defense. You're not going to have an elite defense. You're not going to have a top five defense. It's going to be extremely difficult to ever get to that point. What the defense needs to be more often than not at Arkansas is just bend not break. Last year's defense was bad. All around, and they made changes. And the defense overwhelmingly is better this season. They for sure are better defen- on the defensive line, and they are for sure better in the secondary, like light years better in the secondary. Um, I even think they're better at linebacker. Now, man, if they just had a Drew Sanders, which I know is easier said than done, but if they had, like if Drew Sanders was on this team, I think that would be a huge difference in, the, in in on the team in general. But I think it's fine. Again, not saying they're incredible, not saying they're elite. But they're doing a good enough job. And the defense, there was nothing about what they did on Saturday that led to them being the reason why Arkansas lost this game. They're not going to be perfect. But they got to pick six. They recovered a fumble. You know, they did their job to help the offense out. The offense didn't. And so at Arkansas, you got to be able to have those teams that have been not break defense with an offense that's able to outscore. That's how you win at Arkansas. That's the formula. That's the formula that... A lot of these schools do like Arkansas, even in the SEC. I feel like that's something that Ole Miss has done. I feel like it's something that Mississippi State has done when they've had success. Um, You know, if you want to throw in Tennessee, Kentucky, I guess Kentucky, now you're not more so. They're kind of the exception to the rule. But the point is, is that a lot of these teams, when they have success, if they can't get the high-level recruits each and every year, they rely on the big, not break defense and a solid offense. So it's vastly improved, though. It's vastly improved. And uh, finally, real quick, uh, before we close up, um, this comes from Hogsby90. Man, love that. Uh, but it's on Twitter. And I, I can't read uh, the, the entire, like, verbatim thing, as he says. Excuse my French. But he says, uh, if I spoke about the importance of the fans shutting up after a loss. Says, the armchair quarterbacks are not only insulting players and coaches, but even Pooh Paul's dad had to suspend his Twitter to get away from the negative. Arkansas has plenty of challenges recruiting as it is without someone named Ricky from Harrison getting on Twitter, blasting KJ Pittman and Enos and telling everyone Sam needs to be fired and rebuild as needed. His kids all talk and talk to recruits. Uh, the fans who are the first ones attacking those uh, two are calling them sellouts if they go to AM or Ole Miss or whatever because they get attacked by a bunch of idiot fans. So he says, I get it. I bleed Razorback Red, but for all that is holy... Shut up and try to be positive in front of these kids. Don't give them a reason to say why the season's over. Oh, why? Oh, yeah. Try. Tell me. Let me, let me tell Kane Archer what a uh, bleep show it will be, too. So colorful language there. But I appreciate a Hogs by 90. Uh, as far as your question goes, as far as uh, fans shutting up after losses, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Um, I, I wish it could, and I wish it would. And, and I have said many times, do not tweet at players. Do not tweet at coaches. Don't do it. Tweet out into the ether, but when you're tagging them, when you're adding them, that's, no, don't do that. That's bad for everybody, especially you, and it makes Arkansas look bad, and it looks everybody look bad. But here's the deal. Everybody in all of college football, especially in the SEC, all the fans are this way, folks. I know we get caught in our bubble, and I'm not saying it's right, but act like it's unique to Arkansas. You don't think LSU fans were going after some of these Coaches and players after losing to Ole Miss. You don't think they weren't doing that? I don't think Bama fans were doing that to, to their team after they lost to Texas. I, it happens everywhere. Everywhere. We just see it more because it's Arkansas. And honestly, I think players see that and recruits see that. So, again, as much as i like it to stop, it won't. But I can say this. Do not tweet at the players. Can we agree on that? Don't tweet at the players. Don't tweet at the coaches. Tweet into the ether. Don't tweet at anybody in particular. Just do it that way. Do it that way. I think everybody can at least find some sort of satisfaction in it, but appreciate you listening in no matter what. Appreciate all of you, though, also listening in and watching into the Lockdown Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.